on today's episode of The Breakaway, presented by Los Rios Community College District. Republic FC play-by-play man Rob McAllister joins us to talk about the playoff preview. A lot of what to expect down the stretch, how important some of these matches are for every team involved. And then a brief look at what the top seven could look like. We talk max points, we talk Sacramento, a couple changes they'll have to make with Roro out, with Dan Casey out Wednesday, what that will look like, and much, much more all coming up on today's episode of The Breakaway. Soccer fan, student, and graduate. The Los Rios Colleges want you to be all three. American River College, Consumers River College, Folsom Lake College, and Sacramento City College are now enrolling for the fall 2022 semester. With flexible class schedules, free tuition for most students, and support services, you can graduate and get a career in no time. Los Rios Colleges understands you may have a job and family obligations that can make attending a college challenging. That's why they offer flexible scheduling options to meet your needs, including full-term and short-term classes, evening and weekend options, and classes that are fully and partially online. To learn more, visit losrios.edu forward slash apply. Grow your business with Citizens Business Bank. Since 1974, Citizens Business Bank has created banking relationships by focusing on their customers and helping them achieve more for their businesses, their employees, and the communities they serve. Choose a team that can help you achieve your goals by visiting cbbank.com to learn more. Citizens Biz Bank, member FDIC. Visit our friends at VJB Cellars in the heart of the Sonoma Valley and feel as though you've stepped into an Italian piazza. Taste award-winning Italian varietals, enjoy authentic wood-fired pizzas, and finish your visit with a scoop of gelato. A perfect way to spend your day and only a quick 90-minute drive from Sacramento to a slice of Italy in the Sonoma wine country. Visit vjbcellars.com or give us a call to plan your visit today. All right, Rob McAllister is here, Republic FC play-by-play man. It's been a while since we've had you on, Rob. How are you? Uh, and excited to, to chat with you here on a Monday. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited. It's the best part of the season, right? The regular season home stretch here, and you have so many teams that are vying for position in the Western Conference. I mean, it's crazy to think, John. The Eastern Conference, everyone's locked in. There's there's some who are fighting for a certain position, but the West, everyone except for Orange County is still eligible to make the playoffs, which is insane. Now, I think many of those teams are not going to make it, but Either way, it's going to be a fun last few weeks here. Well, I imagine when you're, say, you're Jake Edwards, the USL commissioner, the East is exactly what you don't want, right? In terms of games that don't really matter, especially for the teams that are out. The West is exactly what you would want. And it's it's pretty shocking, as you kind of mentioned, the polar opposite of the two conferences, which is something that has kind of been mentioned all year long. And I'm curious to see like the bounce back of what will happen next year with some of these Eastern Conference teams that have historically – uh, been pretty good. The Charlestons, the Indy 11. Um, so I know they'll have a new, likely, uh, well, one has a new president and we'll have a, a new coach next year. So we'll see about that. But we go ahead, Rob. You had something. Well, so I think that they tried to do the schedule. So you'd have East and West playing in the last weeks. I mean, you look at Oakland, they're playing all Eastern Conference teams the last three games of the season to make sure that one of the conferences still counted. And so that even though you're traveling or you're going the other way, um, you, you have games that matter. So I think on some level, there is that. For some of these East Coast teams, it's going to be really hard to judge who they're going to put out. If Tampa Bay is locked in, and that's El Paso's last game, are they sitting everybody, but El Paso has a chance 
to win and move up. So that's where it gets a little tricky is that you have a conference that doesn't may not care or matter be the West might very much care. So, right. And it might benefit a team like Oakland who is obviously jockeying for, for a playoff spot. Uh, let's talk uh Saturday's match, the uh, San Antonio match. You obviously on the call with Adam Moffitt. Um, and there's a couple things we want to get into the, the two main things that are a big thing going forward is Dan Casey's late red card, um, which happened, I think after the match, uh, we didn't even know about it until I looked at the stats. We, we were just talking about it. And then Roro's uh, yellow card, which means he is out for two matches. So going into Wednesday, going into next weekend, um, and in a couple important matches for Sacramento as they try to figure out and get a, get to that third seed. Two guys who will not be there specifically Wednesday, and then Roro, who's been Sacramento's best creator, will not be there next weekend. Yeah, that's going to be tough. I mean, two games without Roro, I think, is not good, especially this time of year. I think Phoenix, you can beat them. We saw a draw down there the last time without uh, many of the top guys because of the Open Cup. Uh, but now against L.A., you don't have – Lopez as well. I think that hurts. And I think I, th- I said on the broadcast, this one left a sour taste in your mouth, especially now that Dan Case is going to be out as well for a game. This is tough. And this doesn't look so easy this week. I think Phoenix playing for pride at this point in time. Technically, they're still in, but they're probably, you know, all but gone and out of the playoffs at this point. Um, so this makes me a little bit more nervous on Wednesday. And uh, there's going to be some shuffling in the lineup to make you know, the best case moving forward here to try to pick up some points. But yeah, you know, in, in the game itself, I just think San Antonio was more physical and was, you know, put their style of play on display and they sort of imposed their will on Sacramento and they got the best of us. Having said that, it took an Adinaran, Sam Adinaran, fantastic goal to beat us. And so overall series, I think it's even. I don't think there's a lot that separates the two teams. It's just whoever can impose their style on the other. But yeah, man, Connor, I tell you what, that that did not feel good after Saturday night. And I don't think it had anything to do with really the result. It was kind of the way it went. And then the, the suspensions that are coming, not great. So I'm going to flip that coin. I agree. However, maybe this is a good opportunity for us. I, I think what we've seen the past couple matches from Emil Cuello, who early on in the season was basically not pressing or not involved in the press. It seems like he's kind of started to figure that out and has been bigger in the midfield. Um, and we haven't seen Luis Felipe for two matches. He's been um, on the sideline. And so maybe we do see him back Wednesday. I think they're just nursing something a little bit, nothing too crazy. Um, and obviously with the loss of Lee Desmond that was announced last week, which we had heard whispers about, um, you know, that's another piece of the back line that will be out on Wednesday. You get Josh Bauer back, who's going to be flying high after his incredible goal where we saw his mom celebrate. You see that video of his mom celebrating, crying? It was awesome. Um, so anyway, so he's going to be flying high. And um, and then Duke Lucroix, who is likely going to be pretty much in that left center back spot. And I, and I imagine, I'm curious to hear what your thoughts are on for Sacramento down the stretch. We know Donovan, we know Casey are going to be those main two center backs, but how do you decipher between a Duke Duke Lucroix and a Josh Bauer in that left center back spot? Do you go with a guy like Lucroix who's left footed, maybe a little bit um, has a little more speed, or do you go with a guy who's more of a traditional center back like Josh Bauer? I think that's going to be an interesting question as we get down the stretch. I think it's going to be seeing who performs in training, who performs these next few games. I think Mark will have to decide there. I don't think either one of them has solidified the spot. And I think that's good for competition this time of year to have that. But I think the rest of the 11 is probably pretty set 
you know, sans any suspensions. Um, but yeah, I mean, Josh Bauer is a really good player. He's he's young, he's physical, and he fits right in with this club. And I think Duke Lacroix, you know, has not had the year that we thought Duke would have. And, you know, Dami has sort of taken his position. And I think this should, you know, light a fire under Duke saying, hey, look, I've got to do something a little bit different to get on the field. And to his credit, he's played really well the last few games. I, he was not an issue at all. There was no problem. The back line was not the issue. Um, San Antonio just, you know, did a lot of things that they do well. And I think in a, a team effort, uh, they took Rodrigo Lopez out of the game pretty early on. And that is something very few teams have been able to do this year. They even took Keko out of the game a little bit, you know. So um, that the back line suspensions and rotations, I think you're right. I think probably see Nick Ross with Felipe, with LaGrasa in this game would be my um, guess at this point in time. I'm not sure if that we'll see that, but that's probably what we'll like to see on Wednesday. Now, mind you, you do have two games in the week. So who is going to get some extra minutes and who is not? But you're right. Uh, Emil Quayle. Very impressed. Two goals, two assists on the year, and he's had fantastic goals. And he almost had another one on San, against San Antonio. So he's he's creating opportunities, and he's a type of player that can self-create. And I think that's one thing that is needed off the bench. And so he can come in at opportune times and create opportunities. That's going to be a really good thing for Sacramento, especially when the game is not at zero or you're down a goal. One thing I want to mention too, and I know we don't talk about or we don't want to take expected goals too much, but Sacramento did have 0.86 expected goals, San Antonio 0.62. So take that maybe with a grain of salt as always, but something to keep an eye on. I think it's, and I want to make this case softly, not, not too heavily, right? I think if Sacramento, if you take the open cup run out of it, I think Sacramento points wise, they've been able to resort, put more resources towards the USL championship season it's pretty clear they're pretty even with San Antonio. I think it's pretty it's pretty obvious, and I don't want to say that necessarily that Sacramento should be above San Diego in the points. Obviously, the Open Cup round changed a lot of things, but when you talk about favorites in the USL Championship, specifically in the Western Conference, I think it goes San Antonio one, Sacramento two. I don't think I know San Diego is second in points, but I think Sacramento, based on how they've played most teams, um, they've shown that they're the second best team in the conference. And I think at times even the first best. So I think it's something to keep an eye on as well as I don't know what three games left, four games left. Now it's crazy. We're almost there. Yeah. Three and four depending on the team, but yeah, four for Sacramento. And I, I agree. I mean, I think you, I think the top three is pretty set San Antonio, San Diego, Sacramento. I think those are your three best teams in the West. I think it's any of those three teams could make a serious run and could be, lifting the trophy at the end of the year. So I don't think that it's far off to say San Diego shouldn't be where they are. I think exactly where they should be, and they've played well. And you'll see them just for the second time. They they pounded us pretty good the first time. I mean, yep. they really did. And um, they got some pretty good goals, and they took chances. Uh, they haven't been as good as of late, so that's going to be interesting to see where they are. Um, and Colorado Springs, to me, I think, you know, they're they're – struggling to stay above water. <laughs> you know, I just don't think they are the team yeah. that they once were earlier in this year. And defensively, they're getting some help, but I don't think it, I think it's a little too little too late at this point in time. So yeah, I mean, that's where we're going to play this out. And here's the thing, three more games for San Diego, four more for Sacramento, and they'll play each other at the end of the year. So it could potentially be a game that decides second place. Now that took a little bit of hit for Sacramento losing to San Antonio, but it's still very much in play. Well, take us through. I know you you did uh, a bunch of, uh, I guess, math, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's max points possible. 
Yeah. Right, I know, I know. A lot, of, a lot of adding. But yeah, so San Diego right now, 58, right? So they have three games. So essentially they could get nine more from that. They could end with 67, which Sacramento cannot get. So if, Sac- if, Sac- if San Diego gets a win, that would put them at 61 points. Republic's max points are at 61. So that last game could determine, but I think it'd go against head-to-head. So if it's a draw, then San Diego would end up in second and Republic would end up in third place. But the points of that max, though, is that Sacramento would have to win that last game. So a little bit tricky, but I think if San Diego gets the win against Orange County, who they play next, they'll also then play New Mexico, then it's pretty much said and done that they'll they'll be in second place and then Sacramento has a chance for third. So you have San Diego with three games left, Orange County, New Mexico, and then us. And a pretty good chance to to lock down that second seed. And Colorado, as you mentioned, lost three uh, of their last four. The last one was a draw. And Sacramento, three points down, but two games in hand. So Colorado with what? Two games left? Two games left, both away at El Paso, at New Mexico. So two teams two that are fighting matches. for playoff position. So, I mean, they're not going to surpass at this point in time. I mean, New Mexico's max points are you know 55 el pasos are 52 so colorado would have to go winless in those last two to drop all the way down to fifth place but it could happen where you would see new mexico if they're going to go on a run here but they have a tough schedule and you know that so colorado el paso and new mexico all have a lot on the line coming up and in terms of where they would be hosting a playoff game in that first round or whether they'll be on the road and so el paso new mexico right and that's those are not easy places to play it's smaller field it does not fit their style however they're very good at scoring goals and, and creating opportunities so you know haji barry and omo and others will find a way however not an easy place and so this this is not bode well for colorado springs the switchbacks fans they should be nervous because they are not going to walk easily into that third position and they might find themselves all the way down as low as fifth place because El Paso's max points is 52 so you know you, you could find yourself on the road and you could be on the road playing the exact same two ge- two teams that you are facing I mean those are those are really the two teams they could see themselves uh playing rather if they end up as the as the three four five or six which should be interesting for sure um yeah, so okay Sacramento then yeah so Sacramento has 61 max points right so you have four yeah. games left Three of them at home, which are massive. So you're home at Phoenix, on the road in Los Angeles, which is like the easiest travel of the entire year, right? Maybe Oakland a little bit easier. But in terms of getting on an airplane, and then you're at home against Pittsburgh, who's in the Eastern Conference. They're in the fifth spot. And so they're already already in the playoffs. They'll probably know where they're going to be heading into that game. So we'll see what they get. Probably want to tune up. But they may not travel a lot of guys. We just don't know, right? We don't know what we're going to see. And then you have San Diego at home that whether San Diego could say, well, we have a big game coming up the following week. We may rest some guys if they already have one against Orange County or New Mexico. So that's going to be very interesting for Sacramento in terms of what that final game looks like. And then you drop right below in fifth place, El Paso and New Mexico, currently both at 43 points. El Paso has a max of 52. They play Colorado Springs then Orange County, and then end the year with Tampa Bay, who's in the top three in the Eastern Conference. But again, they might already know their fate, and who knows what kind of team they'll field. New Mexico max points of 55, and that would give them, you know, we'll know here pretty soon 
Tuesday will be big because Las Vegas takes on Monterey. Yep. And if Las Ve- if Monterey wins, that puts Monterey right in the mix. But if Las Vegas wins, they're still hanging around. So New Mexico, Las Vegas, Los Dos, San Diego, and Colorado Springs. So it's interesting. I mean, there, there's some really fun games coming up. And then you talk about those ones that are outside the bubble. But El Paso, New Mexico, I, I think New Mexico ends up in fifth. I think El Paso... I'm sorry, New Mexico ends up in fourth. I think El Paso drops to six, and I think you find Colorado Springs in fifth place. Wow. So fourth, five, six is what you're probably going to see. Sacramento, I think, will be in – I think Sacramento will end up in, sec, or in, in third, and Colorado Springs will drop two more spots. Well, and I think it, one, another thing that's interesting, too, is when you talk about, okay, first-round playoff match, who does Sacramento – or who is the most dangerous team in the bottom half of that Western Conference standings? RGV's won four straight. They've been red hot. Uh, Monterey, Monterey Bay is has won three of their last five. Oakland has won two of three. Um, and those are the hottest teams, two or three of those, not in the playoff picture right now. So, But RGV plays Louisville, and then they play Memphis. So they got a couple, two tough games going up. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, Oakland, Monterey, what New Mexico, El Paso. Let, let's go through those five, I should say, right now. So you got El Paso, yeah. New Mexico, RGV, Oakland, Monterey. Which of those teams do you think is the most dangerous? Okay, so we'll back it up. So we got number one, San Antonio. Number two, yep. San Diego. I think Sacramento will be number three. I think number four will be New Mexico. I think Colorado Springs is five. So you have six, seven. For those final two spots, you have El Paso, RGV, Monterey, and Oakland. Oakland plays three games. Two of them are playoff teams, Birmingham and Pittsburgh, Hartford, all three of them in the East Coast. And then you have Monterey, who has a max points of 52. So um, for Oakland, they have a max points of 49. I just don't think they're going to get it done. Even if they win all three, I don't think it's going to be enough. I think they're out. So Monterey, RGV, and El Paso now vying for those last two spots. Monterey plays Vegas on Tuesday. Monterey wins on Tuesday. I think their chance of getting that seven spot rises dramatically. I don't know. If they lose... I think they're probably on the out. So Tampa, then the next weekend, they're the third seed right now. You have Tulsa and then RGV. So RGV and Monterey could potentially be playing to get in to that seventh spot. RGV has a max points of 54. So two better than Monterey. They play Louisville City, Memphis, Phoenix, and of course, then Monterey. And again, El Paso has three games left, Colorado Springs, Orange County, and Tampa Bay. So... I mean, to me, six, seven, I think you're going L. I think it's going to look like it is now. I just don't know if Monterey has enough points available. And they they basically can't get a draw. I think they're going to have to win out, and that's really difficult to do. Where there's some there's a little bit of leeway for RGV and especially El Paso at this point. So I think you could see so essentially you're going to see RGV in six. And you're going to see El Paso in seventh. So I think that we will ultimately be facing Rio Grande Valley at home in the first round of the playoffs. Wow. That's a team I'm a little nervous about. They're just a good. They've been playing really well. They're hot. I agree. They're hot. Um, what a crazy wild end to this uh, regular season this is going to be. Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. So we got a lot of big games coming up. You mentioned the one tomorrow night um, on Tuesday. That will be a massive one. But, uh, and I mean, the East is missing out on a lot of this fun. They're just jockeying for position. Who really cares? We want to see who's playing for their playoff lives. 
Um, so that'll be interesting too. And unfortunately, um, can Sacramento, I think Sacramento, if they beat Phoenix, Phoenix, yeah, Phoenix is out basically. Phoenix yeah, is that would, pretty much just, out. Yeah. They're not eliminated, they 30, but they basically are. They have 33 points. I just, yeah, yeah. just know there's not possible. They're, they're max they gotta have too low. Everyone would have to lose in front of them. It just, there's too many things that have to happen. They're, they're, I think it's like a 1% chance or something. So. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Crazy. Well, um, let, let's, I, I, this is a great, great little playoff overview. Let's do a couple more questions I have for you. Uh, with Roro being out Wednesday and Saturday, I, you know, I was thinking about it. He might've not played Wednesday anyway, just for rest circumstances. Now you don't, if that was a one game suspension, you're feeling great. I know that happened earlier in the year. Who is the guy you think is going to have to step up as a creator without him on the pitch? Depends where Nick Ross starts, but I think Nick Ross, um, I, and I don't, there, there could be changes. I mean, you, you could see Mark decide to add Douglas Martinez into the starting lineup and then move Kecko. Um, so I get, I get that's hard because I don't know who is going to start, but if it's ultimately Nick Ross, I think I'd like to see Nick Ross be a little bit more offensive minded. We haven't seen a lot of that from this year. He hasn't been asked to do that either. So, right. but in terms of a player who is going to get a little more opportunity, that's Dami Villadair. So Dami Villadair should be a hero. Uh, Wednesday or Saturday, depending on what game, if he starts both or not. But he he has created a lot of chances, and I think if they're going to move him up, which you ultimately could do, uh, if you wanted to tweak the round, just, there's, that's a problem. So many moving parts. But um, we'll see. I also think Deshaun Brown, if he ends up getting a start, uh, that that could mean a very different look, and you could have two guys in Malik Foster and Deshaun Brown. Maybe Mark goes to four in the back. I don't know. We'll have to kind of wait and see with that ultimately does i know we've been really hard on the uh, on staying with the three in the back but i think deshaun brown malik foster and then if you add nick ross if he can serve balls through to those guys i think it creates some opportunities against phoenix who are in complete disarray and obviously hayden sargis is there and they've added some some pieces late here um gluba torres from uh tulsa as well but they're just not they're just not connected. We saw that very early on. So I think this is a good opportunity. I think for Sacramento, you got to pick up a win on Wednesday. I don't think, I think you're putting out a really strong lineup. It's good to know. I love it. Uh, we got, what's the, what's the biggest game Sacramento should be eyeing on? Like what's game are you, what game are you looking forward to the rest of the season? You think that San Diego game is going to matter or do you think it's going, they'll have it said and done by then? I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be said and done. I think Wednesday, honestly, right now is the biggest match. I just because I, I think it's going to set the tone, but it'll put us in lockstep. It'll be tied with Colorado Springs going into the weekend. You'd get three points. Now you're ahead of three points by Colorado Springs. So I think to me that it, to Wednesday is going to be the biggest game right now. And I hate because the, the next one, but it really is going to set the tone for the rest of the way. Well, Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Uh, on Fox40.com, the Fox 40 app. Rob McAllister, Adam Moffitt will be on the call as always. I'm excited, man. Oh, this is going to be a lot. I got to stay tuned on ESPN Plus here in the next two weeks. This is going to be three weeks. It's going to be, uh, it's definitely going to be entertaining here down the stretch, but I think you're right. I think we're going to know a lot more after this week. Not necessarily just with the Republic, but just the entire Western Conference. The poor East, not have no drama. No drama on the East Coast. No drama. (laughs) Thank you so much, Rob. We appreciate you, buddy. All right. Thank you. Talk soon. Thanks to Rob McAllister for jumping on the podcast. Coming up Wednesday night. You can join us at Noche Latina at uh, Heart Health Park, sacrepublicfc.com slash tickets, or you can watch the game online on ESPN+. Plus. But really, you want to watch on fox40.com, the Fox 40 app. For a big match Wednesday against Phoenix, Sacramento with a chance to clinch the playoffs.
would be awesome. After uh, after not making it last year, it would be really, really great. So that is tomorrow on the match, and then Saturday, or excuse me, Sunday on the road uh, for another big match. So big little week here for Sacramento in the playoff picture, trying to move up into the third spot in the Western Conference, maybe trying to get an extra playoff game if it come to that. And uh, so all exciting things. So we thank you for your support of this podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, or follow. And as always, Core Public.